Welcome to The Peel, where we break through the surface of sustainability in Florida and get to the juicy stuff at the center of it all. I'm your host, Amber Whittle, Executive Director of South Bay, Sarasota. We're a nonprofit that's increasing the resilience, affordability, and health of Florida's buildings and communities, and we're saving the planet along the way. Check out our programs and events at southface.org, Sarasota. Our guest today is Mary Lynn, the Florida-Georgia Campaigns Organizer for the Electrification Coalition. Welcome, Mary, and thanks for joining us on The Peel. Hey, Amber and listeners, this is really fun. This is my first podcast. <laughs> well, we're very excited to be your first. So can you describe to us what the Electrification Coalition is and what you guys do? Certainly. So our office is in Washington, but I'm here in Orlando. So what we're working on here in Florida and across the United States is we're working on policies and actions to electrify vehicles. And that means, for instance, right now, there is a ton of money in the state of Florida, $194 million. And it's all designed to be spent on electrification of vehicles, putting up more chargers, putting up signage. So it's a really exciting time to be in the electrification business of vehicles. Excellent. Is it only vehicles and is it only personal vehicles or do you guys work on all fleets and bicycles? I know you're a huge bicycle fan. You're right. I actually do not have a car of my own. I just <laughs> live in downtown Orlando and I can just ride my bike or use public transportation everywhere. But back to your question. The question is, we do everything. We electrify on-road vehicles. So we're not going to do, I'm trying to think of something off-road, your ATV. But if it kind of moves and is on the road, we'll work on it. It could be motorcycles. Um, we don't do airplanes. Um, and they actually are working on airplanes, believe it or not. They're going electric. They're doing that right here in Florida, but that's not our job. All right. Still a huge, a huge wide span of things that you guys are working on. Um, it's so really fun right now because there's just so much coming down the pipe. Um, in Florida and Georgia, we're going to be doing an event in the Capitol coming up very soon. And it's going to be EV days. So we go up to Tallahassee and to Atlanta, and we will actually have a whole display of all these electric vehicles for the members of the legislature to check out too. All right. I bet they love that. Everyone wants to sit in a Rivian. They do. Actually, nowadays they all want the really sporty ones. Like we heard oh. from a team in Tallahassee, like, hey, bring a Porsche. They get really excited over something like the oh. really fancy cars is what they want to see nowadays. Because like Teslas really are very common in Florida and Georgia. So they get excited by like the really nice, fancy new stuff coming down the pipe. Interesting. So tell me about some of your favorite projects you're working on right now. Uh, one of my favorite ones right now is I just went to a workshop that I learned a lot about. I didn't know that in Florida, we have a huge shortage of workers who can work on electric vehicles. So last week, I went to Fort Pierce, Florida, and it was a convening of all the community colleges in Florida. And what they're talking about, there's only about five programs where you learn how to work on EVs in Florida, one of them being in Miami-Dade, and, and that school, you work on Tesla's. Because all this software that's running your car is proprietary. That means General Motors owns their kind and Tesla owns their kind. So what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to get the word out that with the federal funding in Tallahassee, these community colleges need to start applying for this money to build programs so students can learn how to work on EVs right now. So that would be one of our big projects. And another one we're going to be working on is I talked about the EV days in the Capitol. We'll be working on those in Florida and Georgia too. Excellent. That's really interesting because one of the community foundations and I have been talking for about a year on sort of green training. So it would in, in, 
compass vehicles, um, but also solar panel installation, you know, upgraded HVACs with heat pumps, et cetera. So how do you train these people? How do you show there's a market for it and train it? So that's really interesting um, that all the community colleges are getting involved. I think that's great. And I hope some in our area were there. Uh, you were. I know Hillsboro was over there. Mm -hmm. I don't remember about Sarasota, but yeah. And your coach really needs it. Of all places in Florida where we have these programs, they're all located on the east coast of Florida. There's nothing in the Big Bend area and nothing on the west coast of Florida right now teaching kids or students. I say kids, but it can be anyone can go and learn the trade of working on cars. But nowadays, I, it's no longer the engines. It's, you know, a giant batteries that they're working on. And I heard that Sarasota has the second largest um, EV uh, fleet or, you know, personal fleet of any um, city in Sarasota, I think next to Miami-Dade. So even by population, we have an incredible number of EVs. My gosh, you guys would be primed to go talk to some of your community colleges over there and some of your trade programs to get them. You know what's really interesting, Amber, that they talk about women make really good mechanics. There's a lot of software involved nowadays and working on electric cars. And they're just looking really, they love the women mechanics because they're so good at working on electric cars. I just thought that was kind of a cool fact I learned. It is. Why do you think women are good at working on when it's technology rather than when it's what more like uh, physical, like brute force or something, trying to bang the battery out of there? <laughs> I almost wonder if it's a sign of the times. The kids nowadays, and I call them kids, but really they're not. I can I talk about it can be anyone. You and I could go, you and me could go back to school and learn how to work on EVs, but I couldn't because I'm not good at software, but you probably could. Um, but I think it's that like all these people are growing up in this generation, playing on their phones and stuff. And so they come in and they're very intuitive and can kind of figure out how to work on these programs is what they can do. So the state of Florida has a plan for spending its federal, federal allocation of EV charging infrastructure. And I think it even might be called NEVI, um, or part of the funding is called NEVI. Can you tell us what NEVI is and how Florida is planning on spending its its big tranche of money? Yeah, so this all came out of Washington and the bipartisan infrastructure bill. And so every state across the U.S. applied for this money. And Florida's like, hey, we would love to have this grant money, NEVI. Uh, the North American Vehicle Infrastructure. And so what they're going to do with this money is it's sitting in Tallahassee right now. And every community can apply for this. And what it will do is it will help you build out your EV stations. And there's rules. It says your EV station cannot be more than one mile off the highway right now. So if you're going down 75 and you go through Sarasota, if you're on I-4 in Orlando, in the future, you're charged, and they have four years to spend this. So it's going by really fast. So what happens is all this infrastructure is going to be built with 194 million, and it's going to be standard. That means if I drive to Tallahassee or if I drive to Miami, it's not going to be all sorts of different kinds of charging stations. It says every charging station is going to have four units, and they have to have a certain amp, and there's going to have to be signage so you can find it. And that's what Florida is going to do with their money. I was really interested in a story about Montana. Montana is like, hey. We only want this money for down by like Yellowstone and that tourist area is what they're talking about. And they don't want it for like the major highways. So they're at an impasse over taking the money in Montana. So you may be able to drive your electric vehicle in the future all across America 
Now, if any interstate or major road stop and charge up, except for Montana right now, and they're just being obstinate, and they're like, we don't want this money for our major highway. We only want it for our tourist areas. Interesting. Yeah, because if you want to drive cross country and drive across Montana, you're going to be stuck. Plus, you want to go up to Glacier. That's another <laughs> tourist area. Yeah, huh. exactly. So it makes it kind of tough. But Florida is really good. Florida is a leader on taking this money and coming up with plans. They hold Department of Transportation has got the money and they're the ones who are going to be spending it. So if you're an EV owner in the future, in the next four years, almost every single interstate, um, every 50 miles, they're going to have a charging station. And then off that interstate, within one mile, is going to be the charging station. This is going to be, and you're going to be able to find it too. There's going to be lots of signage and they're going to make sure that it's very accessible to everyone is what they're going to do. And so will all of these chargers be like fast chargers? So it won't take four hours yep. every, every 200 exactly. miles? Exactly. <laughs> That's part of it. Yep. For the whole U.S. under this NAVI money, the federal government said, these are the standards we want every state to follow. And so they all want it to be sustainable. They want it to be fast. Um, there's just a whole bunch of criteria that they have put out there. And so we will be able to drive our coast from like Key West to Seattle and be able to charge along the way across America. Interesting. And so will there be a universal plug? Because right now people have different kinds of plugs. And then you have to get like attachments and adapters. Will there be just one kind? Uh, I think every car. Uh, so when I rent a Tesla, so I do a lot. I get a Turo and I rent a Tesla when I go on a business trip. Mm-hmm. And so if I come up to a plug that doesn't fit my Tesla, I have an adapter. So I think every car comes with adapter and that adapter will be able to work with whatever charging station you go to. So I think the adapters in the car, not on the charging station. Oh, and so do all the other uh, cars have a similar charging adapter except Tesla? Tesla's the one that's different? Okay. Everyone will have them. Yeah. So you have an adapter that comes with your car. You buy that piece. And it's kind of interesting. Elon Musk right now such a businessman. He's looking around and he was on a trip. I read the story to visit his own parents like at Easter last year. I think it was in Europe. And he looked around and he says like all these cars were lined up for the non-Tesla charging stations and his were just sitting there empty. And he saw a golden opportunity. He's like, why don't I open up the Tesla charging stations and make everyone buy an adapter to use my charging? I say my main Tesla. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's kind of thinking about opening up the Tesla superchargers for everyone now. But right now, if you have like a nice uh, Volt, you can't necessarily use the Tesla charging stations. Okay. But the Tesla users can use the Volt charging stations because those are standard. Yeah. The rest of the charging stations, there's like kind of almost think of two kinds. There's a Tesla and there's everyone else. There's just tons of charging stations that are out there in the United States. But Tesla's thinking about selling you an adapter so that you can, if you have any other EV, you can go to his charging stations. But I love the Tesla charging stations because they're all super fast and they're so convenient in Florida. I was going from Orlando to Fort Pierce. And so I stopped in Melbourne, had dinner, and right down the road was a target and it must have had 15 tesla charging stations and so i just pulled up and in like 20 minutes i filled up my car then i go down to fort pierce and then fort pierce at indian river state college they had a charging station which was really cool it looks like they had almost built it it had 
a solar top to it. So they were charging using the solar is what they were doing. So you could charge your car on solar. And again, I had an adapter for the Tesla and I was able to plug in and use our charging stations is what I did for free, I might add, which is kind of sweet. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is, so right now a lot of the stations are free. So is that going to change with this infrastructure bill too, is that as they're extending them, they will start becoming, you'll have to start paying for it. That. I don't know the economics behind it. I suspect we will because it's American free enterprise. Probably companies will be offering, like just like you fill up with gas, you can fill up your battery um, using someone's software. For instance, there's Shell Recharge, there's ChargePoint. I can't remember all the other different kinds of names mm -hmm. out there, but there are so many different kinds of charging stations and most of them do charge. So will the Department of Transportation, will they be, they'll be installing these, but what private company will be getting the money for them? DOT has said they don't want to be in the business of selling electricity. They want to, they're going to put these as contracts out there. So if you're an electrician anywhere in Florida, you should keep an eye out on this. They're going to be putting the bids out is what they're going to do. And they'll say anyone that owns a company that does charging can apply. And so it's like a vendor. You are going to get these contracts to run the charging stations is what you're going to do. Interesting. And so you also mentioned gas. So I have heard that in Georgia, they had a law where they were trying to say that all the chargers had to be at gas stations and so that the gas stations would get the money and not the electric companies. So how is that relationship working in Florida? Florida is a little bit nicer, um, but that was a bill that was put forth in Georgia by the gas companies. They it was. don't like all these electric cars coming down the pipe because the way you often make money is when you run into a, a racetrack or 7-Eleven is you make your money off the, the items you buy. You know, you're going to pick up a package of a Diet Coke and some potato chips or a sub sandwich. And so you're making so much money, not so much off the gas, but off the convenience that you're buying, the foods. And so they are not pleased with all these electric car stations because you're not going to pull into the Wawa or the 7-Eleven to charge up, you may go to a Target or something is what you could do instead. So Florida has not come up with that bill. Thank God we're still good right now. They're not trying to do that to us. Yeah. And I don't think that bill passed either. I think that Georgia Power had a lot of um, power and it didn't pass, <laughs> but it definitely speaks to the future. And I hadn't thought of it. So you had mentioned the infrastructure bill. Will the Inflation Reduction Act bill, I know that they have um, individual rebates. Um, will that affect your projects and what you're doing in Florida at all? It will definitely increase it. So if you're anyone out there, this is me right now, I badly want an electric car. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you know, should I go ahead and buy it now? But what will happen is these rebates are coming down from the, the federal government. So when you buy your electric car, you get a rebate on your taxes is what's happening. Mm -hmm. So if you're anyone who's thinking about buying an electric car, now's a great time because there are all these rebates. So the rebate is not like a cash. They don't give you a check. But when you file your income tax and you buy an EV, you can take off a certain amount of money is what you can do off your income tax. So um, it's really good now because these bills are going to start fading out probably in the next couple of years or even like by next year. So right now, the federal government's really trying to encourage people to buy EVs. So there's tax credits right now when you buy your EV. And if you buy a new one, you get a tax break. And if you buy a used one, you get a tax break too. And you take exactly. that money, the rebate off your income tax is what you do. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's the Inflation Reduction Act is very individually focused, whereas the infrastructure, as it says, is much more infrastructure focused for EVs. Exactly. So the uh-huh. rebates for your EV is coming out of the federal government on your income tax as a person. And then all this federal money is sitting inside the states and the states have to pass that out. So what you have to do. So Florida was like one of the biggest um, groups or states who applied for this money, the federal dollars to come through. Georgia's another big one. So you were talking earlier about how your town, Sarasota, is like really big on EVs. Florida is number two right now and Georgia's number three. So it goes California. He's been doing EVs for forever, and we're pretty new to this. And Florida's doing really well, and Georgia's doing really well too. Part of it has to do with the weather. I have a sister who lives in South Dakota, and she just came to visit me two weeks ago, and she'd never even seen a Tesla. There's just not a lot of Sioux Falls, South Dakota Teslas yeah. running around town. And it was really funny. She was telling her husband on the phone, like, "Oh my gosh, this is how you charge it, and you go to the Wawa, and behind the Wawa are these superchargers, and you plug it in." And you sit there and, it, and, you know, she was telling the whole story to her family back home and her kids who are high school got really excited by it, too, because they had just studied in school electric vehicles and they had lots of questions about how does it work? How do the batteries and, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff? So, like, most people nowadays have kind of thought about EVs, but this first time my own sister had ever seen an EV or got to charge one, too. Wow. I had not heard that story before. Is it because of the cold? Exactly. That's what happens. So you don't perform well in the cold is what happens. You get less um, mileage out of your charge is what you do. The cold just seems to sap the energy. So if you live in someplace like South Dakota, you know, you can still have one. It just doesn't as perform as well it does when these warmer weather clients. Interesting. My husband's from South Dakota. He was born and raised there. So I know Sioux Falls well. Uh, oh, that's cool. So he has a truck because we tow the boat and we tow the camper and he wants an EV truck, but the other thing they're not great at yet is the towing capacity. You know, there's that one truck called the Ford Lightning, the F-150, mm-hmm. and it's a huge, massive pickup truck. We're going to be doing an uh, EV day at the state capitol in Florida, and we're going to ask. Um, there's a guy from the utility company that actually got one. He saw it at the, e- the dealership, and he snapped it up, and he got the rebates and everything, and he was so mm-hmm. excited. He was telling us about his Lightning but he also lives on the Withlacoochee River here in Florida. And he's like you, he tows his boat with it and, you know, uses it. But that F-150 is your truck to go for if you have to tow something. Awesome. All right. So um, you had said that Florida is um, high ranking in its preparedness and um, how it's thinking about EVs. So what do you think the future of electrification looks like in Florida? We're going to see things that I'm not working on. I was at another meeting the other day and they were talking about how you're going to see airplanes. There's actually a person here in Lake Nona, which is a suburb of Orlando. He's working on electric airplanes of all things. It'd almost be like a hovercraft. You would get on it and it would go and it would go like a short distance. You're not going to go from, you know, Orlando to, I don't know, to New York on it. But they're they're working on making that is what you're going to see in the future. You're also going to see EVs blanketing the United States with this federal money that's coming down. Almost every state applied for this money, and you're going to just be seeing EVs like crazy. I cannot tell you how many people I see here in Orlando driving EVs in my own neighborhood, but it's just going to be as common in the future. You also save a lot of money for fleets. So if you are a city government, you're going to see a lot more EVs in the future because it's called total cost of ownership. If you just look at it like your upfront costs, 
it costs more. But if you span having no maintenance and no gas, there was a man who was with Miller Electric in Jacksonville. And he told me how much money he is saving every month on his fleet of trucks for his electric company because he went electric and he does not, and he can charge at nighttime and the late rate is much lower to charge. There's peak seasons. And, and so if you do it like from, I'm making up a time, let's just say that um, this is true at five o'clock when I've been to the super stations, there's always a line of people waiting. And so that's a peak time. But if you can charge during the off peak time, like in the evenings, when everyone's going to bed, you plug your car in, the rates are so much lower. And so that works for a business. You can charge your fleet at nighttime. So that's my point. You're going to start seeing lots of fleet vehicles in the future that are all electric. That's great. And um, I'd heard that 75% of people charge their vehicles um, at night at home. Um, That's what so most that, people do. Yeah. You just have a charger in your garage and you just pull in, you just plug it in is what you do. And the next morning it's all filled up is what happens. So make it kind of nice to be able to charge very inexpensively at home. And you don't have to go looking for a charging station. Exciting future. So thank you to Mary and thanks for listening to The Peel. To get involved with South Face Sarasota, visit southface.org, Sarasota. Until next time, stay sunny.